Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study one chapter of Tanakh in each podcast. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom. We're studying Sefer Yov and now in Parak Lamed Zion, chapter 37, the completion of Elihu's fourth and final ma'aneh. Uh, from here on in, it'll be God's voice uh, that will speak to us in Sefer Yov up until near the end. Uh, if we recall, in the past, uh, in the previous podcast, we were in the middle of the song that people sing about God's greatness, uh, specifically about the rain. So we're going to move into storm mode here. Uh, Even for this, meaning the storm that was mentioned in the previous pasuk, uh, and Yagid Alav Re'o, the thunder, uh, uh, tells us that God is there. Even the thunder frightens me. My heart jumps out of its place. I'm scared from it. So how much more so? God. And this can be played several ways. Here, meaning either hear the anger in his voice, meaning the voice of the thunder, or meaning trembling. When you hear it, you tremble. And the words, the sounds that come from his mouth, that's the thunder. And he makes the light now um, dwell under all the heavens. You've seen the lightning storm, how the lightning seems to shoot from one end of the sky to the other. The light goes for all circles, all corners of the land. So after the lightning comes the thunder, so after that light, then he roars with a voice. He being the thunder, or he being God making the thunder roar. Yarem bekol geono. It thunders with his proud and loud voice. But man can still not follow in the footsteps and figure out where it's coming from, even though he hears the voice. So, another wondrous thing this very powerful voice, this huge lightning storm that he sees, and yet he can't figure out where it all comes from. He can't see where it comes from. Yarem el bekoloni flaot. And when God thunders wondrously, Osegdolot veloneda. He does all of these wondrous things, and we don't know, meaning we don't know where it's coming from. We don't know, we can't see the source. And now he moves on to something else. He tells the snow to come to the land. Use two words for rain. And he tells the rain, the matar, to come down with power on the land. He directs the snow, he directs the, the rain to fall. Beyond kol adam yachtom, ladad kol anshei maasehu. He puts his seal on everybody, meaning with this action, when he frightens them, he puts his seal on everybody so that everyone knows his deeds. Now that can go two ways. Ladad kol anshei maasehu. Simple read is that everyone will know these are God's deeds. However, it can also be on the particularistic that every man should know his own deeds, and this is part of the frightening man into listening. Even animals go and hide in some private place when the thunder comes. And the animals dwell in their caves, in their lairs. Now, this can be read, the simple read of it is that in the heavenly storehouse comes the storm. It comes from there. 
So Rashi says Mizarim is the name of a heavenly storehouse of cold. So that's where God sends the cold. Or it could be that the animals go and hide inside their lairs, and even from there the, the storm can come, and it can become very cold in there. They can't escape God. Minishmat el yitain karach. Now think about ice. Ice comes from God's breath, as it were. And here you have a lot of water, and suddenly it's solidified as ice. Another wonder. The bet here is a prefix bet, right? With uh, with liquid, he pushes it and lays and ladens the clouds. And then the cloud spreads his light. In other words, it covers it up, and you don't see it. And then misibot, meaning turning in circles. With God's wisdom and God's plans, the uh, <coughs> the uh, the clouds turn around for their action. Whatever God commands them, and all over through the world, the clouds are turning in this which this way and that way. Meaning, he sends them to his earth, im l'shevet, it could be for punishment, again, rain as flooding and storming, im l'chesed, or it could be l'chesed for kindness, for compassion, for rain, for food, yam tziehu. Now God will use the rain either way. Hazina zotiyov, and now he turns to Yov. Listen to this, Yov. Amod flotel. Stand up and think about all the greatness of God. Now, remember, this is all coming to respond to Yov's claim that God is unjust and that God has been treating me badly. Watch how Elihu takes the beautiful song that people sing about God's wonders and turns it into an argument defending God against Yov's claims. Do you know? And this prefigures the famous speech of God coming up in the next parak, starting in the next parak. Do you know how God puts them, put it, puts it on them, meaning the clouds, for fia or anano, and from where the light of His cloud comes? Do you know how He spreads out and covers the, the with the clouds? Miflaot tmim deim. Now underline under. under Unlike Tmim Deot, which we had earlier, which Tmim Deot Ita Imach, which Elihu said, I am one with you. Here, Tmim Deim is a description of God, of the perfect knowledge. Do you know the Miflaot, which is a form of Niflaot, the wonders of the one of perfect knowledge? Think about this. It's a cold day, you put on a lot of clothes, and suddenly your clothes are hot on you when suddenly there's a quietness coming from the south. The image here is that the cold, stormy weather comes from the north, and the warm, warming and comforting wind comes from the south. So it's cold, you put on a lot of clothes, and then somehow you're all, your clothes are hot, too hot for you uh, because the uh, gentle wind comes from the south. Tarkia imolish chakim, can you go all the way up to the heavens? Chazakim kirimutzak, that looks solid, like a mirror, like a solid mirror to us. So if so, tell me what we should say to him. Wouldn't we set up our judgment against the sky when it's dark? Or does it mean, not as a rhetorical question, but as a statement, we couldn't set it up because we ourselves are in the dark. We don't know. 
<coughs> which is ultimately the conclusion here. Ha'isupar here mean, seems to mean <coughs> will, the, will the clouds disperse? Ki'adaber. When I speak, will the clouds disperse? Imamar ishki vula. And if I speak, will the will the clouds then be covered up again? Or man speaks, but God speaks, and that's what happens. So those who didn't see the the bright light which is in the heavens, you don't see light because there's clouds. The light is clear up in the heavens, but we don't see it because there's clouds. And then a wind comes and it purifies it. It cleans it out like a uh, perfectly clear day, and you see the heavens. And now we have the Darom earlier warming us. Mitzafon zahav The gold comes from the north. The notion here is that the storm comes from the north and we see the, the lightning, which looks like gold. norahod. And this is covering up, as it were, God's glory. Shaddai lo mitzanuhu sagikoach. We were not, not able to find God, the one of the great power. Umishpat v'rov lo And nonetheless, his justice and his his righteousness and great justice he does not uh, does not afflict he is just but again it's all beyond us and notice how he's playing with the year which is a constant trope in this song about not seeing God, seeing the lightning seeing the power and yet not seeing God that's why people fear him but the wisest cannot see but we fear him because we understand that he's there. And this is the end of Elihu's ma'aneh. Uh, we don't have a siomet, any sort of ending like we had Tamut Yov. But this is the end of Elihu's ma'aneh. And in the next uh, five prakim, we will have uh, the last five prakim of the book. We will have God speaking to Yov, Yov's silence and Yov's uh, brief responses. And in the middle of, of the last chapter of Perak Membet, we will then go back to the narrative and see EO's end. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.